Ashley. And I'm Justine. And I'm Sam. Yay! <laughs> yes, we have Sam back again. I was here for Greece. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can I give you an early trivia point? Sam, they used the same high school interior for this movie as they did in Greece. Nice. <laughs> Are you going to like explain to us the symbolism behind that? Probably not. <laughs> it I had to be brought up. Last time. Oh. No, you didn't get yelled yes, at. No, complained. that is why I specifically picked this movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to symbolize the shit out of it. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, welcome back to our podcast, Future Husband. Thank you. You're welcome. And welcome, listeners. So if you've never listened to the show before, and Sam, you have on Stitcher, I know, I've watched it happen. Creeper. This is a weekly podcast where we watch and discuss romantic comedies, and our mission, deeply rooted mission, is to learn about these misunderstood movies. Because it is. It is the redheaded stepchild of the film industry. Mm Mm-hmm. So, normally we get to watch movies from Netflix genre list, but today we are watching something from our essential rom-com list, and we have Sam here because both Justine and I have seen the movie. Yeah, this DVD's from my personal collection. Oh! So I hope it doesn't skip. (laughs) (laughs) Busting out the DVDs. Here's the standard definition. (laughs) Gross. Sorry. Well, today we are watching... 1986's Pretty in Pink. Alright, here's the description from DVD.com. Working class misfit Andy thinks her dreams have come true when rich, popular Blaine asks her to prom in this coming-of-age classic from John Hughes. Meanwhile, Andy's best friend Ducky pines for her. Pretty mad description, Mm -hmm. but the one on Amazon was actually more spoilery. It was like, and the ending is this! (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Amazon. Uh, this movie stars Molly Ringwald, Harry Dean Stanton, and John Cryer. It's directed by Howard Deutsch. Not not John Hughes. I didn't know that. Neither did I. Because everybody's like, it's a John Hughes movie. It's a John Hughes production. So did he write it? He wrote it. Oh, okay. And he probably... Was a producer yeah. figure? Yeah. And this was um, Howard's first film. Oh. First directorial... His, his directorial debut. Yeah. It's rated PG-13, it's an hour and 36 minutes, and it's rated three and a half stars on DVD.com. That's low, guys. <laughs> and Ashley and I have dressed up for the occasion, because I made her. I have a hat. You have a very Andy-like hat, because she wears a lot of hats. Like, in every scene, like, she's wearing a hat, so you qualify. I love this hat. I'm wearing some grandma chic meets rocker. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. But I'm not wearing anything pink. Well, no, your sweater has pink in it. Oh, I guess. I mean, it's magenta-ish. That counts. Okay, yeah. That is a variation of pink. (laughs) Okay. Now, this film ending has a very big controversy, so I can't wait to discuss it with you, Sam. Didn't they change it? They did. Uh Uh-oh. All right, I'm really excited. I think we should go watch it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we just watched uh, Pretty in Pink. You know what? What? I have had my eyes opened in this screening. Oh, yeah? To things I was not... Focusing on? No, I mean, like, I learned new things. Okay, like what? I'll get to it, but I just want to say I learned new things. Oh, okay. 
touch you once, I touch you twice. <laughs> Don't know the rest of the, the words. <laughs> we know those. Sam, what do you think of the movie? Uh, it was good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I liked I liked it. A lot of meaning and a lot of fun and good story. Um, yeah, it's definitely a classic 80s movie that we've all grown up with. Except for me. And Becky, our last week guest, she had never watched it either. Oh, wow, I'm not alone. You're not alone. Justine tried to kick her out of the house. (laughs) Why? Because she never never seen it. I was like, get out. Get out of (laughs) y'all. So it takes place in Elgin, a suburb of Chicago. But they didn't film anything there. (laughs) Just so unlike John Hughes movies that all take place in In Chicago. Yeah. Like, it never really dawned on me Mm -hmm. that none of this was in Chicago. Yeah. But now looking at it and, like, knowing it, it's like, oh, my God, this isn't Chicago at all. Like, Well, it is in the suburbs. It's not in the city. My aunt lives in South Elgin, Mm -hmm. where this is technically taking place. And I don't know. It's just not very Chicago-y. Yeah. And when they were on, like, the Third Street Promenade, I was like, I've been there. I've been right exactly there. (laughs) Okay, so Andy, she's a girl from the wrong side of the tracks. Literally. (laughs) It's like one of the first things they show is train tracks. Yeah. Yeah. And her living on the opposite side of the They didn't really specify. They just had the tracks. Yeah. The symbolism was there. Yeah, symbolism. Yes, it was. (laughs) We have our our song, Pretty in Pink. It's the opening credits. And Andy is getting ready in everything pink and floral pattern that she owns. Yep. So, in the morning, she has to wake her deadbeat dad up because her dad doesn't have a job and, you know, he's very depressed, I guess. His wife left him. That was three years ago. Yeah, but he hadn't gotten over it yet. It's true. It builds on the theme of uh, you can't choose who you love and you can't, like, get over it as easily. I rebut that and say the theme is more you can't make someone love you. That too. There's there's multiple like lines between. It depends on who you what perspective. See, that's the thing that I got out more in this movie was that they yeah. kept saying, it kept repeating, you can't make someone love you. You can't make someone love you. Yeah. Yeah. But when you take look at uh like Ducky, mm-hmm. he's more you can't choose who you love. As well as you can't make someone. I think they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You can choose. You can't make someone love you, but you also can't choose who you love. Like Ducky loves Andy, Andy and then but Andy can't love him back because she loves somebody else, and she can't choose to love. Like the same. It's just two sides of the same coin. I'm just going off of the lines of dialogue that they said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty much in your face the entire time. I don't know, man, because I feel like we grew up and it was all about Ducky. Ask, yeah. like, anybody, and they're like, no, she should be with Ducky. Ducky. Yeah. That is, like, the major controversy. It's like, everybody's like, no, Ducky, Ducky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what the movie was set up. The whole entire movie was set up for her to end up with Ducky. Like, the romantic comedy formula mm-hmm. is you don't realize that the best person you have is right there the whole time where you try to find the wrong person mm-hmm. and that's what this was following it was following the formula like yeah. you're supposed to end with ducky but if she would have ended with ducky then the whole 
crossing the class barrier would have been pointless throughout the which is another major theme yeah it would have been pointless it would have been like oh you can't cross those barriers and that's kind of like and i think subtly it was also saying if she chose ducky she would have ended up like her parents and would have left him eventually Mm. yeah probably Mm. i know but but he's so just i know but he's got like this it's kind of creepy obsessive love oh no totally like yeah but he's cool. Yeah. That's the problem is just like, he's the coolest character. He's the most endearing character. And we spend a lot more scenes with him than we do with Blaine. Yeah. Like, we barely get to know Blaine when he's not mopey. Yeah. Well, it's just always annoyed me because their relationship doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. To be quite... Like, they don't spend enough time... It's like they go on one date... He doesn't understand or acknowledge the differences in the uncomfortableness that she's feeling. They leave. He, again, doesn't understand her uncomfortableness with him taking her home. And all of a sudden they kiss, yet Mm -hmm. he still hasn't, uh, he doesn't understand her feelings or, or tries to understand her feelings at all. Really. Yeah. It's kind of just like this hop, skip, and a jump to a kiss that doesn't... Yeah, I think... From what you were saying earlier about them changing the ending because it didn't screen very well, I think they couldn't go back and change everything. Yeah, the only thing that, like, Blaine has going for him is, like, his and Andy's, like, spark. Mm -hmm. Like, whenever they look at each other, they smile. Well, and they definitely have more chemistry than Ducky and and, uh, Andy together. Well, Molly Ringwald and John Cryer just didn't have Mm. that that same... Thing. And that's where I was kind of getting the vibe of uh, you can't choose who you love. You just kind of, you're attracted to that person, you have to pursue it, or you have to regret not pursuing it. Which yeah. is what Ducky was trying to do, too. But then I wish on top of that they added something to Blaine's yeah. character yeah. that was beyond, Blaine was like... sitting on a bed drinking, like, contemplating life drinking tea. <laughs> a little bland. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he's very two-dimensional. You don't know anything about him aside from the fact that his parents are rich yeah yeah i thought there was gonna be more like more story to him which is why i think a lot was cut off because he they they implied that his parents were abusive in a way and would have like torn him to pieces if they would have found out that she was well that's all coming from steph who steph is the character that's trying to break them up from the get-go because he is infatuated with andy yeah because she's the only one that's turning him away yeah, and he's his manliness is being No, I think he's he he's fascinated get... with the rejection. He's it's... never been rejected. Yeah. He's used to getting what he wants. Yeah. Like I feel like we know more about Steph than we know more about Blaine. Yeah. Which is weird. You get we at a least... lot more out of Steph's screen time because he's like you know what he's thinking about, whereas Blaine he's just like sad a lot of the time. Yeah. Blaine has an Yeah, internal... so you could you could definitely get it from how Spader was performing it. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Okay. Because he yeah. has, he has more, because you know what he's thinking, because you you know what, you're, you ex, you're expecting him to be this douchey rich guy who is going to fight because he can't have this girl. Whereas you have Blaine who is supposed to be like that, but is acting different and you don't. I don't necessarily think that we infer that he's supposed to be like that. It's get that we understand Spader portrayed more through his body language through his his yeah and that use has, of his his acting that has something to do with it 
But I, what I was saying is the fact that he's in that class. He's in the Richies, as they say. And in, you're in the movies trying to tell you that Richies do the, are expected to be this way. So she was expecting him to reject her the entire time. But then when he doesn't, that kind of throws you off. And you're like, well, what does he want? What are you trying to figure out from him? And then he doesn't, like, there's no time for him to express what he actually wants. And I think that's the problem why he's very flat. He might not have had enough to go off of. It was just he was there to be, initially, I think he was just there to be the conflict in Ducky and Andy's relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and all of his his stuff was all was all internal. Mm-hmm. Like you can't like openly have him do a well. He could have, I guess, sung a song like Ducky did and <gasps> say, "I love this girl, but I can't be with her" and all that stuff because he's Romeo and she's Julia. I don't know. I think we just needed like one more moment of them together. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. because if when it when you normally do that, it goes by the rules of three, and we only had two like, genuine moments between them. You want the audience to fall in love with Blaine, too. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't given the chance to... Which We we which, loved Ducky because we had all of those yeah. really, those nice, genuine moments. Which, even if it was, if he, she was supposed to end up with Ducky, there should have been a time where there was happy Blaine time as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it was interesting when Andy is with her dad in the morning that he instantly brings up, have you been asked to prom? Like, it, the movie inserts, like, here's the plot point right yeah. away. Prom is important. Yeah, prom's the, the big prize, the status event. Only, like, important well, like, people go to prom. It's considered the most important thing in high school is, like, that's... As a senior, that's what you're like, that's your last hurrah or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he also brings in the plot points of that she makes her clothes by being like, oh, is this your latest creation, what you're wearing? It's gorgeous. Yeah, the uh, $15 shoes and then the re- she made the rest counteracts the later on prom dress price. Well, and they're trying to establish the whole... That she's thrifty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, so she arrives at school and Blaine is watching her and then she meets up with Ducky. So we meet Ducky here. Um, so she has class where we meet her arch nemesis, the rich bitches. And she has them get extra homework and I don't understand this. (laughs) It was like the teacher had been bullied or something and knew what was going on and was like, well, the, they were talking, this is what I really liked about the, the class scene. They were talking about socialism. Mm-hmm. That was the topic of the class, socialism, oh, Marxism. That... So that the okay. equality thing, so she stops in the middle of this conversation about this to kind of put her and her the rich bitches in their place because we're all the same here. You're all on the same level. You're not better than anybody else, which plays with the classist theme. And then she, who was embarrassed, was going back to the, uh, no, it's okay, I can take it, and was trying to be strong and, like, take this the situation for herself. And then they're like, no, it's okay, we'll do it anyways, to take it away from her. So she didn't, like, have any power in the situation. Okay, so then after school, we meet Steph, and Steph wants to bang Andy. He wants another notch in his belt. Yeah, he is the rich, rich douchebag best friend of 
explain. Okay, so then after that, we go to tracks where we meet Iona, Andy's boss at the record store. Which is named Track. She doesn't run Track. And they also talk about prom. And at this point, Andy's about half and half about prom. She's like, eh, eh. When doesn't Iona say she needs to go because she'll regret it? Because yes. Iona didn't go to prom? Yeah. Maybe it's just me projecting what I assume most girls are at this time. Like, they, they don't want to admit that they want to go to prom, but they do want to go to prom, like, because... I personally was always, I did not like going to dances. It was yeah. awkward, and it felt like this forced yeah, but social Hollywood, mating thing. Hollywood tends to always do the whole, I don't want to go to prom, but then when someone asks, like, yay, I finally get to go to prom. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like a conflict thing. I think it's because it's made a bigger deal than it is, and yeah. people just don't know how to handle it. Yeah. yeah. They want it to not be a big deal, but it is a big deal. Yeah. Well, I love how they made it such a big deal on the movie, and then it's like two minutes of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so then Blaine comes to tracks, and he buys a, a record as a joke. She's joking with him. And she, at this point, kind of points out that he's rich when she's like, oh, you're going to use your platinum charge card on that. Was it a joke, though? I thought I thought it was more him wanting to like interact it's like what is this like is this a good record yeah and she's being sarcastic yeah mm -hmm. but she's sarcastic because he's rich and that's what all the rich people listen to so no, she was like picking on something an old person would listen yeah. to i don't know okay. <laughs> i felt like he was just playing like he was just not paying attention to his surroundings whatsoever because he was so infatuated mm-hmm yeah Throughout the whole movie, I feel like the record store and the music was, like, largely connected to her, uh, to the underground, the movement, because music has always been, like, a voice for change, a voice for everything. So she's in this new up-and-coming, like, style, like, punk and all that stuff, which is... It was a new wave. Yeah. New wave, whatever. <laughs> but that style... And he was not a part of it, so he was trying to come in and be a part of it. And that's what that entrance was. He was entering into her world mm -hmm. and trying to strike up a conversation. And she's like, you're not here for, like, why are you here? Your kind doesn't come here. Okay, so then later, um, Andy's at the club, Cats. and Which I thought was Gats for the longest time. Welcome to Cats. <laughs> Uh, she is with her friend Jenna and this guy Simon, who was Molly Ringwald's boyfriend at the time. Oh, he was? Yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing, because he was so one note. Yeah. Just like, let's put my boyfriend in this scene. Yeah. <laughs> so she asks her friend Jenna if she would ever date a rich guy. And Jenna's like, what, you're dating a rich guy? And then she's like, bye! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. Peace out. Avoiding that. And then the bouncer is played... He's pretty much Andrew Dice Clay. He's playing himself. Yeah. Uh, Ducky is not allowed in the club because he's not cool enough. So he hangs out with uh, Andrew Dice Clay all night for three or four hours. The bouncer, like, tries to convince Ducky to give up on Andy. Mm. I liked that conversation. Because he's like, dude, loves a bitch, man. Just, just, get, just get over her. Just leave her alone. If she doesn't want to be with you mm -hmm. move on yeah. and he's like no my love will my love will endure <laughs> he and, worships her yeah and so andy's driving him they drive by rich people's houses 
and she's just like staring at the houses being like oh they don't know what they have they're so pretty which were were the houses the same houses um in the graduate they looked like yeah them. they looked exactly like the house in the graduate yeah was that also in pasadena because i think those are in pasadena i think so i was thinking that you read my mind <laughs> The seeing the house was, I think, was like a I wish I could be like her dream to be rich kind of mm-hmm. thing. But also, I liked that uh, Ducky in the car is like talking about how the music sucks, it all makes him sick, and that they don't really mesh because of that. I think that was like a mesh scene, like her because music has always been connecting everybody in each of them. So they're like, he doesn't like the same music that she likes, so it's like they're not really meant to be kind of thing maybe i don't know i just saw like ducky just being like over dramatic yeah yeah he was over talking yeah like he was she was talking about something else he wasn't paying attention to what she was talking about so he was talking because about something completely different and trying to get her attention on him okay. maybe he was trying to find the right mood music Ooh, maybe he was wanting some kind of some kind of love song is what he was looking for yeah classic love song so the next day, they're in computer class. Andy's there, and she's on the computer. And then, like, they invent the internet. I don't know. No, it was the... <laughs> they the in- that is before the internet, really. Yeah. It's the... They're on the intranet. So they're, they're like, AOL chatting. <laughs> Linux chatting. Yeah. Technically. Pretty much. Yeah, because they didn't know who each other, like... Yeah. You didn't have usernames, you just, you were connected to... That's yeah. also nowhere near how that actually works. <laughs> <laughs> Linux chatting looks completely different. Yeah. It's, it's fun, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved the picture of, like, special effects. Yeah. How it took her picture and broke it down to pixels and then yeah. made his picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The I did like the, the fact that they used a computer because it's kind of like technology, especially for today, technology is an equalizer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. A little modern love letter. It is Blaine that is talking to her via the chat. Yes. Via the creepy internet chat. Via the intranet. Intra. Intranet. Not inter. And they stand up and they smile. They're always smiling at each other in the beginning of the movie. Because they spend the second half of the movie, like, pouting at each other. Love at first sight. Yeah. But not really. She, uh, Molly Ringwald, had great influence on the casting of this character. And when, like, he came to audition, they were like, uh, because they were looking more for, like, a sporty-looking guy. Mm-hmm. Like, a macho-y guy. And they're like, this guy is too, like, thin and, like, twerpy, I think they said or something. And she's just like, no, that's the kind of guy I would fall in love with. You're casting him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, physically, the look he would probably be, he looked like the type of guy that would be one to not really fit into the the boundaries of the class. The rich clique. Yeah, the, the cliques. He would be the one that would cross over, uh, in my opinion. He looked like Harold from Harold and Maude. Mm, he did. Like he had the wide baby eye thing going <laughs> for him. Like it was, it bothered me for a little bit because I just didn't ever really think about it until like now and it's weird yeah like the end of the movie you were like oh my god he looks like harold yeah (laughs) 
Like, like yeah. it puts a whole other kind of weird twist on just him. Then we have a scene where Ducky is hanging out with Andy's dad, and he tells him that he wants to marry her eventually. This scene just really was uncomfortable. It's always been uncomfortable for me. It's like, why would you go and hang out with her dad? Because it's asking for marriage, kind of getting in with the family. If your dad likes you, then... If her dad likes you, then you're more likely to be a part of the family and ease in and transition more. But it never comes up again. I it's think, more traditional. I think he's probably riding his bike by her house, and he saw him out front, and they kind of saw each other, and he's just like, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. Since you see me riding my bike here, I'll just, uh, uh hey. <laughs> it's possible. I can yeah. see that, yeah. It's just, like, this scene is just always really uncomfortable for me. Yeah, I, I mean it's supposed to be uncomfortable because it's he's making it uncomfortable. But I think I think it's more because Ducky's traditional. Ducky is like a very traditional romance. Oh, like guy. a hopeless romantic. Yes. Mm. Oh, okay. Ducky yeah. is a hopeless romantic. Yeah. That's why I loved him for so long. <laughs> <laughs> As an actor, he takes the material that he's given and it exudes like makes it his own. Mm-hmm. Whereas Blaine, maybe he wasn't given enough, or just he just didn't do that the same way like you can always tell the difference between an actor who can kind of just it's like that weird star quality kind of thing yeah people talk about and ducky had a lot of room to play in that role yeah whereas blaine had a lot of a lot that he could have brought to it or you know given notes or or whatever it just maybe he just didn't feel like he could or it just it just fell flat so back to the scene um Andy's dad tell, tells Ducky the story of how Andy's mom left. And this is where I think you first come in with the theme of you can't make someone love you. And I feel like he's trying to tell Ducky this for a reason. Yeah. Well, yeah, his, her dad is definitely a hopeless romantic. And he probably recognizes that in Ducky. Mm-hmm. And is trying to... We stick together. Yeah, is trying to save them. Or yep. save him a lot of heartache. See, that's the kind of stuff I haven't gotten in the past, like, 30 years of watching this. I'm just like, oh, God, the themes. There's definitely a lot. Like, well, and that's, like, John Hughes' thing. He always is. He's not usually that subtle. No, he's definitely not that subtle, but, like, he didn't direct this one. He didn't have complete creative control like he did on the other ones. So then we're at tracks again, and Blaine shows up again, and they start talking, but then the alarm goes off and it's Ducky he's opened the back door so she's fighting with Ducky and while that time Steph notices Blaine is in the store and, and like makes him leave he's like yeah we're gonna go skeet shooting yeah yeah like who does that <laughs> favorite part about that is the fact that Ducky pulled the well set the alarm off which is a I personally think is a symbol for the fact that her pursuit of Blaine is a bad path to follow, which I think was originally part of the original cut. Mm-hmm. So that Ducky's the one that's trying to save her from this heartache and this rough relationship symbolically, and she ends up going with him anyways and then having to do all this stuff. It's super subtle. It's it's a writing thing. It's a symbol for writing, not not Ducky like specifically setting the alarm off. It's the writer saying this alarm is going off for the viewer to make the connection this is an alarm but it it can also be just a noise thing where it's ducky being like pay attention to me pay attention to me yeah it's probably that too but the fact that it's it's an alarm i think that's what i always got 
it was Ducky being annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So the next scene, Andy goes home and she's listening to her answering machine, waiting for Blaine to call. Like, if you can remember waiting by your phone for someone to call you. Oh, that still happens today. Yeah. Like, you're waiting for somebody to text you or whatever. But you can always text them first. Well, yeah, I would do that. And this one would just, like, be forever. Really? Okay, well, then these days it takes forever for you to respond sometimes. I'm working. (laughs) So am I. The next morning, um, her dad is up early for a job. Which is weird for her. She's confused and excited at the same time. That day at school, Blaine enters misfit territory to hang out with Andy and asks her out. And she doesn't want to say where she lives. And he doesn't pick up on that at all. Yeah. This man was kind of dumb. Yeah. So, Steph then interrogates Blaine after he's come inside about, why why are you hanging out with those mutants out there? I saw you outside. Here, let's go yachting. (laughs) (laughs) Here, let me pass you my scarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's how they laugh, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's how James Spader laughs, just in general. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm afraid. Let's go off to Spain for the winter. Yeah. <laughs> or the French. The French Alps. The French Alps. The Swiss Alps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tosses his sweater around yeah. his shoulders. Yeah. 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 Ah. Then Andy's doing her homework with Ducky. I always like this scene a lot. I like a lot of Ducky scenes. Andy wants to know their future. See, this was a little weird. She's like... All of a sudden, we're not going to see each other every day like we yeah, you, like we are now. What are we going to do? What's our future together going to be like? And he's just like, ah! <laughs> yeah. I feel like they put that in just so he would be freaked out. Yeah. Because he wants to marry her and tell her he loves her and whatnot. But he's also a high school boy. I also feel like it's, it's kind of a... Showing that she's really kind of in love with him, but not like not noticeably. Like the way you love a f- like your best friend. Yeah. It's like that friend zone, but it's not really a friend zone. You just kind of end up becoming a couple kind of thing. If they would have continued on that. Path. I always thought that like Ducky was like her little brother. Like it's somebody that she from her view. Probably, yeah, yeah. Like she she wanted she took care of him in a certain way. But that's how she was brought up. She had to take care of her dad. She had to take care of um, herself a lot of the time because her mom wasn't there and her dad was devastated by that. Mm -hmm. So she kind of, or she not necessarily sympathizes, but she takes the burden of taking care of these people onto herself. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I always felt like they could have ended up together. Oh yeah, definitely. But it was just like at, in certain scenes, she, she definitely has that view. Like she's taking care of, but I feel like she's, she thinks she loves him like a brother, but like, I think this scene is like, well, what am I going to, I can't live without you. And it's kind of a subtle way of saying that we should end up together, but as a safe choice. Yeah. Yeah, like, we could be happy together, but that kind of thing. So she's like the original Katniss. Mm-hmm. I like this scene because the ducky sings, love yeah. is real. I love that he puts her hat on. Real is love. I just love, he just. He's the cutest. I'm yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. He's just like. 
personality out the wazoo. He owns his dor- his dorkiness. He's, he's singing that, and obviously there's a reason why he's singing that song, and she hears him, but nothing comes of it, which is interesting because she doesn't understand him, just like Blaine doesn't understand her kind of thing. Teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Life. So the next day in gym class, uh, her friend Jenna has some words with the popular girls. The words being, I hope they shrivel up, shrivel up and fall off. <laughs> I loved it. I would have loved it more if she would have said her testicles. <laughs> <laughs> her testicles. So you could actually be They a can't woman. say that in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. I know, but. They can't really been. say it now. <laughs> but that's what was in my mind. Like, mm-hmm. She went to the principal. And I, I do want to say that it's kind of her snapping at the whole situation of being made fun of for being poor. So it was kind of a add-on to the classism. Yeah, it was her finally standing, like, her finally stand standing up. up. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. finally getting tired and being like, this is who I am, accept me. Okay, at this time, like, after that in the hallway, Ducky, like, wants to take her out. He's like... Hey, yeah, we should we should go out, you know, seven o'clock and da 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 da, you know. Like he makes a date with her. Whether yeah. she knows it or not, he has made a date with her. Yeah. Ducky gets thrown in the girls' room. Yeah. I love this scene. He takes it so well. That he- was improv of him. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. I he improved all the, the best lines way. in this. I would do the same thing. Why no. is this so much nicer? Why are there not pee on the wall and stuff? Boys are gross. Yes. That is actually, I, I think the only reason why there are no co-ed bathrooms is because you guys would not put up with boys at all. Mm-mm. And I don't blame you because I hate the men's bathroom at work. Mm-mm. Before, the reason why he got thrown into the, the girls' bathroom, I think it's interesting that uh, he runs into the the guy uh the shoulder well the shoulder pushes the guy and like whatever muscles him out of the way and then he tries to save it with my stockbrokers this guy whatever and he tries to like calm it but the reason why i like this so much is because um when he does that and he tries to like stand up for himself and he gets thrown into the bathroom because of it later on he runs into blaine and they look at each other and they both say sorry and that's kind of that builds up to the realization at the end when he's like, he he is different than the other guys. So I just wanted to say that part because I thought nice that was observation. a very, was a very yeah, interesting. I, like that. I was just <laughs> focused on his whole little bathroom rant that I just, oh, it's so good. I'm yeah. surprised there wasn't a, a, a couch in that bathroom. <laughs> I heard rumors of a couch in the girls' bathroom at, our, at my school. <laughs> well, it's like normal room. I mean, there was, it was more in like the locker room bathroom okay then we're at tracks again <laughs> and oh my god my favorite scene where ducky bursts in he does otis he dances and lip syncs to this is the scene that everyone plays in any anytime this movie is referenced it's always linked to this scene him coming in and dancing and singing it's one of my top five favorite um movie musical moments <laughs> Ooh, i like it i do have a list somewhere which number is it I don't remember. <laughs> it's somewhere back when I used to blog somewhere. Oh, <laughs> blogs. Ducky is there expecting them to be going out right now. Uh, he's confused. Yeah, that's where, like, before he gets thrown into the bathroom, he's, like, trying to set up this date yeah. with, 
with her and he totally misses the point where she says no i already have plans he was too focused on asking her out mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah he that's like that's the the main like negative point about ducky is that he's so fixated on this one thing of dating her that he doesn't actually listen to her well, I think it's, he's doing the thing where he's, like, prepared the speech ahead of time, and he's rehearsed it so many times that, like, when he gets to her, he gets so nervous, and he just, like, blurts it out and then runs away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. I can see that. I just always thought it was very interesting that he, he loves her, or says he loves her so much, but he doesn't actually listen to her. Yeah, that's that's the downfall yeah. of Ducky. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that earlier in that scene where they, she played the whatever her name is. Iona. Iona, Iona. plays that, that album. She says specifically one more song before I have to go on a shitty date mm-hmm. or a horrible date. Uh, I think that was a very good... Uh, what you were saying earlier with the parallels of Ducky and being her dad, like that would be a bad relationship. Iona is also in a bad relationship. And then music is her escape. So I think that's also kind of cool. So like Iona is the parallel for Andy. But yeah, I, I like the fact that... That music has is, is an escape, so I just like to have that in there, and then the parallels. Well, that was that. Uh, that's like when like music became a big pop culture yeah. thing. Where in the eighties, it became an escape. Yeah, the it's an escape, and then also it's the expression of oneself, which yeah. is why Ducky sang the song because it was him professing his love, kind of. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I love that scene. But then, yeah, Blaine shows up, and Ducky first is heartbroken and then is angry, and he says he won't be there for her anymore. Ever again! Yeah, he gets super dramatic. I loved it. Yeah. (laughs) Then he sits outside, right? Oh, yeah. In the rain with a a clown pointing at him, laughing, and him just being sad. When Blaine shows up, like, the first thing he says is, you want to go home and change? Yeah. And she's like, I already did. Yeah, that Gosh. shows the, the gap between the, the class, classism. I think he didn't realize that she was poor. Mm. I, think she, I think he realized maybe that, he was, that she was like... I just think he was dumb. Maybe, yeah. I, I mean, think he wasn't used to interacting with those who are poor. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe he expected, like, she was more of a expressive girl in school, and that's why she dressed the way she did. But when she was home, she had these other clothes because she had expectations, because that's what he would have to do, and he wanted to be like her. And that's where that whole relationship maybe. came from. He wanted to be her because she expressed herself, and he couldn't. He can't express himself. I always thought it just he got railroaded by everyone in his life. Yeah. Like, but... his friend is a very aggressive type A, like, grade A masculine... Yeah, he has to... Jerk face. He has to fit in to what society expects of him because he has money, so he has to dress up in nice clothes, where he would rather dress up in the style that he thinks uh, Andy is in. She's like this alternative girl and is able to do what she wants, listen to music and do whatever, and not have to follow the standards of everybody else. But he, he expected her to be someone completely different when they get home. I think that's where that came from. Like, are you going to change? Are you going to get out of your per- persona for everybody else and just be who you're expected to be for this relationship? Like, because we're dating. I'm courting you. This is... I just need, I just think he didn't think her clothes were nice. Yeah. That too. Worked. <laughs> yeah. Well. I mean, it, it falls into what, what you're saying. He's thinking that she needs to be more on 
yeah. par with him. Like a date is supposed to be more like fancy because you are yeah. going out in his mind. So he, I yeah. think he expected. I think that situation, he thought that the clothes weren't nice. But I think over the entire movie up so far, I think maybe he had expectations that were not what actually happened. Okay, so he stupidly invites her to Steph's house party. I just think he didn't know what to do. Like, he'd never been on a date outside of probably who his parents have set him up with at the yeah. country club. Yeah. And so, like, he's just like, I want to, like, you can, you're a cool kid, like, come come be with the cool kids kind of thing, and we'll bring you into my world. <laughs> Or, I don't know, this is just the thing that's happening this Friday night. Yeah, like, he well, just I mean, didn't think, he just... When you have money, you go to house parties. Well, when you're in Hollywood and you have money, you go to house parties. There's not house parties anywhere else in the country, I don't think. They could have went to the movies. Yeah. They could have, yeah. But I think I think in the, what's this, what their, the Richies do on a Friday night is they party. Especially yeah. when someone's out, like, you want to be at that party because it's the status thing. Yeah, okay, so then there are girls from school make fun of her, and they go upstairs, and Steph is up there wasted, and then there's that girl from gym class, Benny, and, you know, she says some not nice things. Because she's a Cylon. She's too Andy. Yes, she's a Cylon. She's a Cylon, guys. So they have a bad time, and she wants to leave. That's like, her expression is like me at, like, every party, like, (laughs) can we go now? I'm like... (laughs) That's me. So now it's Andy's time for a suggestion of where to go, and she brings him to Cats, the club. And Ducky is in there with Iona. And he's drunk. Yeah. He's drunk and sad. So first he, like, ignores her, and then he's being a dick to her. So they leave that situation, too. Well, she, like, yells at him, and they have this whole dramatic thing. They just get there, and then she's like, no, we have to go. He's being a dick. And it's just kind of like, she's really upset about it. Mm-hmm. To, like, a degree that if she rejected him, she shouldn't be. I mean, she could have. they could have gone to the other side of the club and been dancing. That yeah. That would have been nice. Yeah. I think it was more the fact that she thought her friends were better than his friends, and the fact that they instantly rejected Blaine. It makes it because they're they're it's on both sides. It's not just yeah. It's just proving the point that they don't fit in with either of their friends. Yeah. yeah, I think that's why she was mad though. It's because we're gonna leave. I just got like treated horribly by these people, but my friends are better. So bring him to meet my friends, and my friends treat you like shit. So why? I mean, what's yeah? Why is and it any better? Yeah. No, I get. I get that. So they leave, and then Andy and Blaine have a fight because she doesn't want him to see her house, but he still takes her home. That's how that ends. She's yeah. just like, fine, take me home. And then they, then he asked her to prom, and they have a big kiss. And because she's so happy. prom deserves a kiss. Well, it's also like, it's like solving your problem by giving a, a gift. Or something like that. Like, it's like, okay, well, I understand you're upset, or I don't understand that you're upset right now, so I'm going to make you feel better by giving you this this thing that you want kind of thing. So she gets into her house and tells her dad and gets advice from him because he's a Richie. Oh, what do I do? And the dad's just like, as an adult, what does it matter? If you guys like each other, go for it. Yeah, yeah it's definitely like... 
that whole thing, like, once you're out of high school, yeah. your click and your your whole safari species type weirdness thing that Mean Girls does a great job of portraying isn't doesn't exist anymore, so it doesn't it's, matter. I think it still exists. It's just you're you're not pushed up against it. I don't think it, it it's it exists to the gr- degree that people make it, unless people are still stuck in high school. But you're always going to deal with people who have money and people who don't have yeah. money. Yes. Yeah, and that's where the that's I think that's where the cliques kind of break down to outside of high school is rich versus poor. I think that's where it is. We have the people who make money who go do these things, and you never the poor never really interact with them because they're always doing something else elsewhere where the poor can't get to. So they still exist. You just don't interact. So Andy is then at Iona's place in Chinatown. They're talking about kisses and how Ducky has strong lips. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about how. To make Andy jealous or whatever, as they're leaving the club, Ducky, like, just forces himself upon Iona. Yeah. And just smooches her. Yeah. Big ol' smooch. Dip and smooch. Mm-hmm. We see Iona's very cute prom dress. Oh my god, it's so cute. I hate what happens to it. Yeah. Oh my god, it hurts my heart because the it's such a cute... With the little pink ruffles on the bottom that you can see. and just, I'd wear that. It's like a pink version of Belle's dress in Beauty and the Beast. And I just, it's so cute. Mm-hmm. So then Blaine is hanging out with Steph. And Steph's of, Steph, of course, is being a dick. And Steph wants him to choose. It's me or it's her. You friends or you don't have friends. Well, he put it more elegantly saying it's friends or the trash. Good old Steph. <laughs> Good old James Spader. Yeah. So then they have their weird date in a barn. Uh, they're at the country club. Yeah, and they're, like, not supposed to be there. Yeah. This well, is never really established why, like, he yeah, uses it as an of... excuse. Well, she's not supposed to be there because she's not a member. Oh, okay. Oh, See, it's that's him breaking the rules yeah. for her. Because yeah. he, like, says that he gets in trouble for the whole country club incident, but they never really. I didn't understand. It kind of transitioned randomly to yeah. it. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a sex scene, to be honest. Like, they were kissing a lot. Like, I, I felt like there was, like, going to be some sort of moment, and then it just kind of died down yeah. and did nothing. I have a problem with this scene because. I feel like it turns into them against the world. They're like, we're us together, we're against everybody else, which makes the relationship bigger than themselves, which yeah. just ruins a relationship when it's just like an idea now. It's the mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet moment yeah. of the yeah. relationship. Yeah, it's like, well, we have to do this because, you know, we have to prove something. And it's just like, ah, oh, well, you ruined your relationship. <laughs> yeah, this is where, like, it just, this is the second date. Mm-hmm. And it's already become this huge thing. Mm-hmm. And we never got a, a, like, interlude date where everything was just kind of happy and chill and they, like, Blaine could act like a normal human being. Mm-hmm. And then, like, this date could have been him trying to, like, impress her or show her, like, his world a little bit more kind of thing. Yeah. Just in a different way. Instead of trying to force his friend, like her to accept his friends and his friends to accept her yeah like this just is a weird this is gonna happen i want this to happen is what he said yeah then we have a sad scene with ducky listening to the smiths (laughs) in his room i'm assuming is he is he homeless like 
I get <laughs> Seriously. He's in a room on a mattress, an old ratty mattress, with graffiti on the walls. Well, it looked like he painted that. Yeah, yeah. that was just his punk aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But, like, it gives the impression that he's either extremely poor, and that would explain why all of his, like, taste in music is old classic songs, because that's all you can get a hold of. Uh, or, like, he, I don't know. I just got that impression. Like, were they trying to make it look like he was just extremely poor? Like... I think he was poor. I don't yeah. say he was extremely poor. We didn't see his, like, world. He's like Trent from Daria. He's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's emo punk. Yeah. Then Andy attempts to go dress shopping, but the dresses are really expensive, and the snotty popular girls are there, too. What was with the shop clerk lady being, like, if you need any help? Because she was dressed poorly yeah and yeah but it was just like it was overly yeah shoplifting it's uh are you here to buy something are you here to just look at the goods and dream are you gonna steal something it's like why are you but if she was like thinking oh you're gonna steal something why didn't she follow her around or or something like that from the distance but it it was more of like why are you here you can't afford any of this okay i feel that they should have switched the scenes with the steph and the date, because then we have, like, Blaine ignoring Andy's phone calls, like, for no reason. Yeah. Because I'm like, you just went on the date with her. Now, if it happened, like, you went on the date, and then Steph was like, you have to choose, then you could see the connection of him ignoring her calls. That's yeah. What, yeah, the date at the, the, the barn. make it happen, and then the whole, yeah, that definitely should have happened. happened. Steph. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely should have been. I mean, she was having second thoughts at the date, but... It just, it seems like out of nowhere, Blaine yeah. is ignoring. He's, yeah. he's like, this is going to happen, and then all of a sudden, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I thought about it after we almost had sex. Actually, it makes it look like you didn't give me anything, so I don't want this relationship anymore. Aww. That's what it kind of feels like. Ouch. That's what it feels like. I mean, that's kind of how Ducky was reacting to things, too. Like, I've been there for you all this time. Why can't you, like, acknowledge me? In a way, he doesn't. He doesn't come off like uh, it can be taken that way, but he doesn't necessarily seem that type of person. Yeah, because no. Ducky's also hurt. Yeah, Ducky thought he was in a relationship that he actually was not in. Yeah. So her dad brings home another ugly dress, and well, I just said he brings home fabric in the form <laughs> of a dress that is pretty hideous. It wasn't that bad. It was better than what she made. Yes. <laughs> the first dress was good. This dress was ugly. And then her dress combination was hideous. Her dress was just like house self chic. <laughs> like going over all of this and all of the stuff, I think, because you said it looked like a trash bag. Yeah. I think it was a, a way for her to embrace that she's what they think is trash. <sighs> She should have just showed up in a trash bag. <laughs> but, I, I, yeah, I mean, she had to make something because she has to express herself. And then expressing herself as a way of, I am trash, I don't care what you think, I am me. I think that's really what the point of the ugly dress uh, was. Not with everybody saying, that dress is amazing. Well, yeah. They didn't say the dress was amazing. They said that she looked amazing. And her hair was pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what they were going for... You know what, what's really Ugh. the tragic part about this? She had to put that dress on twice. Once for the original and then twice for the, <laughs> for the reshoot. 
We're not even on the dress part yet. <laughs> she has a fight with her dad about his joblessness, and then they cry over, you know, his depression and her mom. Because he's li- he lied about getting a job. Yeah. It just enforces again that she didn't love them back. That's what they say. Like, she didn't love them back, so she left. Yeah. So then it goes back to the... It reinforces and ends the idea that you can't make someone love you, and you can't uh, choose who you love. So Andy is sad because Blaine is avoiding her at school, and so she confronts him, and he says, I'm sorry, I asked someone else and then forgot. And then I asked you, so... It's not an okay excuse. It's not, like, you are dumb if you think any girl is going to take that as a legitimate reason for you to not go to prom with them. Yeah, so she screams at him, just screams at him, wails on him. And pushes him into the locker, which I was very happy about. I was just like, you get it, girl. Like, he, he deserves it at this point. She goes, you're ashamed to be seen with me. Again, it's like... Where did all of this... It's like they created this in their head, almost, like... Welcome to high school. No, 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 I know. It's, but, <laughs> I mean, like, for for the story-wise, it's just... It's like, you just had this date, and you said all of these things, and you never see him question it again. You never, you never see him question. He's always in this, no headstrong kind of I don't care what they think kind of way and then all of a sudden yeah again they should have flipped those two scenes before like Justine said which would have helped build that Mm -hmm. Uh, but she's I think the whole thing is it's not it is all mental because she's in this she's going through this entire relationship thinking expecting him to just dump her anyways expecting him to be just like everybody else and just using her and then dumping her once she got, he got flack from it and it didn't work out the way at the party and all these other situations in her mind, she's expecting it to end and he's just not man enough to admit it to her in her mind. So that's where that... Yeah, it just didn't play, like it just, mm. like it just there, feels out of blue, out of, out of the blue. Yeah, it gives a lot of, it expects a lot from the audience. Again, you just need to build the Blaine character up. You need to make the, the audience care about him in a way that they yeah. can understand his it was thought very, process. It was very disjointed. Like To be honest, I don't know why you guys like this movie so much. <laughs> the guys, editing... It's a, it's, a, it's a cult. I mean, it's a great, it is a great movie, but it there are things that could have happened to me, could have made it like an awesome movie. But it's like, it's good because it's one of the first movies that actually tells from a genuine point of view of, of the female side of high school. It's like it's like the whole argument with Annie Hall. Mm-hmm. Like, Annie Hall is not a very good movie on its own. Mm-hmm. But because of what came after it and what it influenced, it is still an important yeah. historical thing. It's just like this. Like, what came after oh, yeah. this is very important. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not the best movie, but it influenced... You can see where it influences a lot of different things. Oh, yeah. Like, so, every movie we're going to watch in the 90s. Exactly. So, like, she's all that is exactly this movie, basically. So after Blaine has that fight with Andy, he then has a confrontation with Steph. And Steph, I think, is saying to him, like, you should just leave that garbage alone. Mm-hmm. She would have treated you poorly or she wasn't worth the effort or something like that. Yeah, yeah. and then Ducky is observing this and then Ducky jumps Steph. 
Which, how was he allowed to go to prom after that incident? He ran away. They didn't catch him. He didn't catch me. <laughs> I, I mean, that whole scene really just shows how good of a stalker he is. Because he listened in <laughs> without being noticed, jumped the kid, and then got away <laughs> without getting in trouble. Oh, He's like a true. man after your own heart, Sam. Yeah, no. So Andy goes to Iona's, and Iona, she finds, is dressed all preppy. Because she's got that date with Terrence, who's a preppy guy, who's a nice guy, apparently. And But Andy's there to cry, and, you know, she gets hugs and advice from Iona. Yeah. Yeah. Iona is like her mother figure. Yeah, and also it's a parallel, like that parallel we're talking about with her and Andy, and she's yeah. now dating the, the richy-uppie, kind mm-hmm. of. Like, you, people can be good, or it, it, it could get better outside of high school kind of thing, maybe. Maybe something like that. In the in the grand scheme of things, these labels are only, like, hurting you. Yeah, you can't choose who you love. You can't mm-hmm. choose who you mesh with. Going yeah. back to the yeah. equal punishment of the classroom, we are all the same. We all live life the same. And we should we treat each other the same. We just all have different perspectives. Yeah. yeah. Socialism! Yay! <laughs> Bernie 2016. <laughs> Then we have the dressmaking montage, and Andy decides to go to prom alone to to show that they didn't break me, as she says. Oh my god. Embracing who she is with the trash bag dress. Oh, her dress is horrible. Uh, Blaine is also there by himself. Um, Looking and, sad. Yeah. Like he is the majority of the movie. <laughs> He's not sitting with his yuppie friends. Yeah. No. Which makes me think, did he choose to ostracize himself before or was the moment because that's i think that actually ruins the moment of him telling off steph that he doesn't care anymore that he's going to go we needed another shut the fuck up steph moment Mm. definitely at the prom like a 10 things i hate about you or what's his face gets punched yes (laughs) you definitely need it it was just like he was sitting there with benny and like talking about how we don't need to be at the prom anymore. You want to go upstairs. Oh, have you seen the suite? It's $300, blah, 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 And you just needed, like, just that one moment of somebody just saying, yeah. you know what? Shut up. I think he should have been in there. Like, I think Blaine should have been with the group originally and then just gotten up and walked away. Because that would definitely make the reconnection with yeah, them more Yeah, that powerful. would have been more yeah. more meaningful. But he's he's by himself. So he's already lost his friends so what does he have to lose going back for Andy? Like, that's, it's such a... But it is true to life. Yeah. So Andy is waiting nervously to enter the prom, and she sees that Ducky is there, and her and Ducky go to prom together for a hot minute. Yeah, in his lacy green suit. Mm. It was blue. Oh, it looked green. It was, it like was a turquoise. Blue. Oh, okay. Actually, Blaine does stand up to Steph and pretty much calls him shit. Does he? I don't remember. He like, does, but yeah. it was it was he was already by himself. Then he, then they they both see her, and then he, Steph comes up and is like says something like whatever, and then he finally makes the the connection. You only didn't want me to have her because she rejected you, and then that's true. I just it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't strong wasn't, enough. Because he should have been in the group originally. Like, that should yeah. have been the moment, like, I'm, fuck you, I'm breaking off from this group because you don't treat people right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go do the right thing and go be with Andy. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like that. It was, I'm already not a part of you. You're trying to, like, tell me you were right, and I'm already not friends with you. 
Blaine walks up to, to Ducky and Andy and tells Andy that he loves her and then leaves. And Ducky's like, you should go get him. You're ruining prom. <laughs> you're, you're ruining this romantic moment for me. I will never take you to prom again. Oh, I love how Ducky is such a champ right here. Yeah. I, did he improv all of that? I didn't read that, no. Like when something well, comes out genuine. That candy yeah. machine line he improv he yeah. also improv the, the Blaine. Sounds like an appliance, like the best lines yeah. he improvs. <laughs> That's why it's like it's one of those moments where I'm just like, oh, I want to know, like, did he bring that to the table? Was yeah. was there something else that was originally written there, and he just kind of made it better, probably kind of thing? Because it's just it's so just so right. Yeah. Yeah. But they the, the filmmakers give Ducky a ducket. Yeah. A girl, which is the best moment of the entire movie. <laughs> so let's be honest. Of him finally getting the girl and moving on. Yeah. When he looks at the camera. Yeah. Okay. Him looking at the camera really, like, sealed the deal of him being the jester of the entire Shakespearean play. Mm -hmm. Then Andy goes out into the parking lot and her and Blaine kiss. She kissed him. They they had words before he left the whole, like, you said that you couldn't be with someone who didn't believe in you. I always believed in you. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. It's almost too quick. I don't know. We needed a little bit more of the prom because it was such a big deal throughout the entire thing. They only played one song and they played it over and over. I know. (laughs) Are you ready to rate this movie? Yes. I give this four Otis records. Ah! (laughs) <laughs> two and a half ugly trash bag dresses. <laughs> two and a half because it took two dresses to make half a dress. Oh! oh! <laughs> <laughs> You're very proud of yourself on that one. Yep, I can be funny sometimes. I'm going to give it three and a half newspaper man fedoras. Because that's what Ducky was wearing practically the entire movie. <laughs> Nice. Next week, we're going to be watching something that was just recently added to Netflix. Very excited about because I used to watch this in school because they thought it would help us learn about money. We're watching 1986's Money Pit with Tom Hanks. Woo-hoo! We have some thank yous. We have to, of course, thank Sam for his lovely Facebook sharing. And also Nicole K on Facebook. She's been commenting too. She's super excited about Splash. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's listened to it yet. I'm curious. <laughs> so, and on Twitter, we have to thank Leah, RK, and the Two Girls, One Film podcast with Amelia and Rose from across the pond. They just watched Pretty in Pink and Amelia hated it. Oh my God, really? Yeah, she said this movie is shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. And we also have to thank JB. You can listen and download our episodes at thecutaways.com. Please leave us some comments, rate us, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. We appreciate your feedback. We're also on Facebook and Twitter as at Cutaways Podcast. Bye! Bye!